On this episode, we're going to be talking about the customer experience, touch points, and how Facebook funnels actually fit in to your lifetime journey for customers. Do stay tuned. Welcome to 2X e-commerce, the e-commerce marketing growth podcast where you ask questions and I, Kanae, answers them. Also here from proven marketing growth experts who are number one or number two in specialist areas of online retail marketing. So if you work in or own an online retail business, listen in, get involved, join me, and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce growth. So on the inbound marketing strategies, how do you beat Amazon? Natural search and our search engine position is critical to the customer flow through the website. I personally would not have an account process interrupt checkout flow at all. My favorite customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one. It's your average order value times that purchase frequency times uh, your customer lifespan. I'm Kunay Campbell. Let's get rolling. If you're looking to grow your business, there's only one way by building real quality customer relationships. Most marketing software will claim they can do this, but will never deliver on their promises. You need to demand more from your marketing software. And that's where Clavio comes in. Clavio helps you build meaningful customer relationships by listening and understanding cues from your customers, allowing you to easily turn that information into valuable marketing messages. That is why 10,000 innovative brands have switched to Clavio. What's the secret to building customer relationships? Tune in to Clavio's Beyond Black Friday docuseries to find out and unlock marketing strategies you can use to keep momentum going year round. Just head over to clavio.com forward slash beyond BF for more. That's clavio.com forward slash beyond BF.com. Hi guys, before we start today's episode, I just wanted to remind you about the e-commerce growth accelerator Facebook group. If you haven't already, join founders and experts passionately involved in e-commerce, truly ambitious people wanting to make impact in um, in the markets they serve. And um, for those willing and open to share with each other, please join. Today's episode um, is very, very interesting. Um, I have um, a gentleman by the name of Jack Paxson. I had a, a, a live interview call within the Facebook group with him. And we, we talked about um, basically, um, you know, Facebook, using Facebook to drive, Facebook adverts to drive virality. Um, so he has agency experience as a Facebook media buyer um, and has generated over $150 million um, in revenue um, from all of the campaigns he's, he's been involved in. And at, at the same time, he, he noticed a pattern over that period of time that campaigns that did pretty well were, you know, getting a lot of virality. And, and so he launched a, um, a, a viral marketing app, um, which um, integrates pretty well with Facebook and other social platforms. And on today's episode, he was talking about the customer lifetime, you know, journey and how to connect, um, you know, virality into your customer journey, you know, how to sort of spark, um, you know, campaigns up, you know, get them to, to get, get reach to more people 
by starting up with gamification and virality. It's super interesting concept. Um, it's one I haven't, you know, um, touched upon um, on this show. Neither have I worked, you know, um, with, and um, I plan to to execute in, you know, campaigns going forward. Um, yeah, do have a listen and let me know what you think. And remember to join um, the the Facebook group. Um, I p- put a short Bitly link for it. Um, all you need to do is go to Bitly. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash e-commerce FB. That's Bitly forward slash e-commerce FB. And you get to it, join, it asks you three questions, pretty straightforward questions, and um, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll connect there. It's kind of like a conversation beyond um, just you listening to this, you know, show. So have a good one. Um, Always open to your feedback and cheers. Thanks. Hi guys, welcome, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. This is the podcast dedicated to rapid growth in online retail. If you are listening now, um, right now on Thursday, the 30th of May, 4 p.m. or 4.15 UK time, you're live. Um, this is a, this is Facebook Live. This, this is a Facebook Live recorded interview. On the other hand, if you're listening at any other time, it's, it's recorded. So you know, welcome, welcome. Um, and if you're looking to grow metrics such as, you know, average order value conversions, you know, and ultimately purchase, um, this is the right show. On today's um, episode, I want to talk about customer experience um, and how it fits in with um, direct response. And um, I have with me uh, an expert. He, he goes by the name of Jack Paxton. He's LA-based. Um, he's based in, 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 um, in LA, and he's helped, you know, um, companies scale their paid, you know, ads, Facebook, Instagram, you know, Google over the last eight years and has spent over $150 million um, plus. Um, he's worked with, a, you know, accounts spending $100 a day to accounts spending $100,000 a day. Um, so when it comes to scale, um, he's a, a massive expert in direct response. So essentially, we we want to, you know, um, talk again, you know, more around, you um, you know, um, you know, customer experience because um, what we're finding is that there's a lot of inconsistency right now on Facebook. Google seems to be more consistent, but you know, platforms generally are just shaky right now. And um, we were just going to talk about you know um, the entire funnel from a direct response standpoint and um, where he thinks the future is going to be. Without further ado, Jack, it's an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Welcome. Yeah, thank you so much, and thanks for squeezing me in. I know um, our, t- our time differences were were a little bit different, so I'm glad that we could make it work. No, it's, it's a pleasure because um, you know you're, you're you're probably out there at the break of um, dawn. It's, it's probably you know it's, it's, you're eight hours behind, and you know you, you got probably super early to prepare for this. So, so I appreciate it. No, it's not actually too bad. It was eight eight a.m., so it's actually not too bad with the daylight savings and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, so, so, Jack, um, I probably haven't done you sufficient justice um, introducing yourself um, yeah. you know, around, um, you know, what exactly you do. Um, so if you could take a minute or less to, to introduce yourself um, to, to listeners, it'd be great. Yeah, sure. So I started out, uh, you know, seven, eight years ago in marketing agencies. Uh, started out as like a little media buyer and that sort of thing. Worked my way up on some large accounts, uh, then went over to starting my own agency um, after having helped some uh, large companies get from, you know, a few few hundred, hundred uh, conversions to tens of thousands of conversions uh, and a conversion being purchases, customers, all that sort of thing. 
Yeah. Um, after that, I really uh, focused on e-commerce. Uh, had a lot of success with the subscription stuff. So scaling companies like Home Chef. Um, we did a bunch of uh, subscription stuff in the uh, fitness space, and then we also did some. Uh, we also did a lot of e-commerce direct response in uh, some companies called like My Intent, which is like a bracelet company. And we went from you know brand new starting that all the way up to twenty thousand dollars a day in, in uh, media spend in I know it was like six to six to twelve months or something. So super uh, super quick growth from a startup company in the e-commerce space. And then from there, we've just got continued to scale e-commerce companies mostly uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Google. And then on the other side of that, we also started a uh, a SaaS company called viper.io and that was also a kind of like a tool that we were using internally that we found really effective for uh scaling top of the funnel and then we uh then we obviously bolted that on to uh the type of tools and services we were offering and then found out that lots of people liked it <laughs> so we started selling that as a monthly monthly service to people as well so we kind of have a little bit of the agency stuff going and then also a little bit of the SaaS stuff going. SaaS, which yeah. is a good balance also because um, the, the massive learnings from the agency side and you've seen gaps basically with the, um, with the caliber, with the variation and, you know, the you know, brands you, you've worked with. Um, I see you're um, on apps. Have you done media buying for AppSumo or are you on AppSumo? Yeah, so we run all the ads for AppSumo. Wow. Um, you know, we've been doing that for over a year or something. Uh, wow. So yeah, we've uh, yeah we've definitely scaled up some great companies. Uh, AppSumo is a little bit strange, where it's kind of like a service and a software product, but it's still yeah. really it's still e-commerce. It's e-commerce, still, exactly. The, you know, shopping carts, the shopping carts, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's not as it's not as subscription based, uh, you know, as you would like, but it is uh, definitely moving in that direction. We're definitely trying to push, push uh, kind of like a, a subscription model as well for them, because you know that definitely helps, you know, uh, with revenue projection and all that sort of stuff. So anywhere that there's a, a a product in e-commerce that you can turn into a subscription, I highly suggest that people go down that path because it just makes you know inventory management, cash flow, all of those things are much, a lot easier if you have a portion of your business um, on a subscription model because yes. it is it is a, a yeah. very nice base and then you can scale up and down as well yeah. in, you know, peak seasons and that sort of thing uh, yeah. off one-off sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I absolutely agree with you. Um, it's just like a retainer in, in, in an agency. Um, you know, it's, it's more predictable. It's, it's like SaaS. It's like, you know, turning um, a physical product to a SaaS, you know, business. Um, I'm just sharing um, your your client list on. There's a screen share with with um, on on um, Zoom, and you know, guys, look, just have a look um, at the brands. You know, they they've worked with um, you know mostly e-commerce you know brands. Um, it's it's a it's a decent you know um, client list. Just thought to to, um, to to share it. Okay, so I stopped the show anyway. Um, yeah, so um, let's start out with. Um, with paid acquisition, um, how would you structure out today, 2019, um, how would you structure out a, an acquisition funnel? You know, um, mm-hmm. what channels 
with the fluctuations we're seeing on Facebook at the moment, mm-hmm. probably not everybody's is facing the fluctuations. What what would you how would you stack? What's your yeah, what what's your paid media stack? Yeah, sure. So yeah, I think a lot of people are experiencing a lot of fluctuations right now with Facebook. Um, you know, it's a little bit rocky, but what the the trend that is working really well is simplification of accounts. So it used to be, you know, test every single creative across, you know, 10, 100 different interests. And it used to be much more granular and a lot more sort of like, I suppose, split testing, that sort of thing going on. Now what we're seeing is that Facebook's now collecting data and using data a lot better. And so the simplification of accounts is really important. So, you know, combining, uh, you know, interests such as, you know, you might have now you have so many different engagement remarketing options here. You have, you know, engaged with Facebook page, Instagram page, watch video, commented, all those sort of stuff. So we're seeing like combining similar audiences like that into one is getting better results. And if we split them out um, because you're giving Facebook more data. And the other thing is splitting your uh, accounts into different sections. So you've got top and bottom of the funnel. Now, the issue that a lot of people have with scaling is that they set up bottom of the funnel and then they're too scared to spend on the top of the funnel because they're like, no, that exact ad and interest didn't drive ROAS. Or it's like, you know, that's not over my 1.5 ROAS, which is my, you know, break-even point. So I can't run that ad. So one thing that we do need to help people shift away from is that Facebook isn't a bottom of the funnel channel. It's really intended to be top of the funnel. You want to be using Facebook. The real power in Facebook is creating awareness for new customers. It does have great remarketing and remarketing is where a lot of the ROI is made, but really Facebook's one of those really good channels for getting in front of a lot of people for still quite a pretty good price. Um, When you compare CPMs of Facebook compared to AdWords, for example, or Google ads now, you know, the difference in CPM is crazy. Like you can have CPMs up to like five, $600 on ad, um, Google, but then, you know, a high CPM on Facebook might be like $30, $40. Yeah. So the thing is the, the traffic, even though it is increasing by like 80 to 90% year over year, it's still a great way to get in front of a lot of people really easily. And the main reason that is because they have that share feature. So the other thing that you really need to focus on is that share. So how can I create a piece of content that has a balance of entertaining people being shareable and driving conversions. So coming back to the stack that we were talking about, um, you know, what we usually do is we have top of the funnel and we have bottom of the funnel. Bottom of the funnel is all of that remarketing based off website visitors, social engagements, and messaging, messaging being Facebook messenger, email, all that sort of stuff. So that's bottom of the funnel. And we focus on those audiences but those audiences aren't going to get bigger or aren't going to scale unless you're feeding them from the top of the funnel. So the top of the funnel, we use a bunch of different strategies because with that first touch point, you want to make sure that that touch point is really cost effective because the chance of someone converting the very first time they find your company or visit your website is very small. You know, it's, you know, a tiny portion of people see something and then buy it all within that one session. There's a lot more multi-channel attribution going on. There's a lot of different touch points where people are finding it on social, Googling it, or joining email list, converting from there, joining Messenger. The the sales funnel is so large now, or so there's so many touch points in that, that you really need to think about that as a brand 
and how do you best address each section of that uh, funnel. So the top of the funnel, you really want to make something that's really engaging and really shareable because that's how you're going to get uh, a lot of impressions for really low CPMs. Um, you're going to get clicks for really cheap. But the idea is that, you know, some of these people will convert, but it's the goal of that campaign isn't to convert people. It's to get people to the bottom of the funnel and the conversion campaigns. So you're trying to pixel them. Yeah, essentially we're trying to pixel them and introduce them to the brand and show why. More technically, would you go for a landing page objective or would you go for a purchase and, um, or would you just go for link clicks? Yeah, so what we usually do, we either use kind of like quizzes or calculators or lead magnets or contests and giveaways. Now, the reason we... Yeah, the reason we created Viper was because those contests and giveaways worked so well in the strategies that we were using. So we ended up building a tool uh, to help us service that. So ideally on the back end of all of those different types, uh, you will have a lead pixel event. So you'd want to optimize that lead pixel event because that lead pixel event will be after an email sign up, you know, a quiz completion, a PDF download. You can even link to webinars. Like webinars is another way that, you know, SaaS products, I suppose, are doing this strategy where it's like top of the funnel. You don't expect to kind of like put up an ad to go and buy a SaaS product and convert first up. Same way as like, hey, first time you see an ad with like, hey, buy this bag and it's $200. Unless they need a bag right now, you know, you have a really small chance of doing that. And it's very hard to pinpoint exactly on Facebook, everybody who needs to buy a bag right now. (laughs) Um, so you want to create that top of the funnel campaign that's really cheap to get people sharing it so that you get all of these earned impressions. Earned impressions are extremely undervalued. A lot of media buyers aren't looking at their cost per share and they're not looking at how many shares they're getting, um, which is actually a really important factor because every account that we've scaled, um, we've spent, you know, we've had ads where we've spent over a million dollars on a single ad. And the only reason we've been able to spend that amount of money is because of the shares and the ROI generated from all of those earned earned shares or earned impressions. Yeah. And, and so, the shares, the, 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 for, for listeners, um, do, do the shares, um, do the metrics, you know, so like the conversion metrics um, generated from the shares um, get attribution within your Facebook account? Yep. Those impressions will uh, sort of decrease your CPM essentially. So the CPM, the, as, as long as it's they're sharing the post that is your sponsored post and that sponsored post is registering those impressions, that's going to show in your, um, that's going to show on your ad account if it's an ad. Okay. Yeah. okay so let's talk about, um, you know, um, competitions and, um, you know, giveaways, um, you know, so back in the days, um, you know, when Facebook was, all about apps, you know, when Zuckerberg's innovation was about apps, they were massive, um, you know, giveaways were a way to drive, you know, a lot of awareness and grow your Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, I think they shut the doors down on, on apps, on third-party apps, and, um, you know, giveaways kind of, you know, fizzled out. That being said, on Instagram, you know, I was on Floyd Mayweather's um, page yesterday and he was doing a giveaway for Boohoo Man. Um, and, and that's going to just blow their, their page up, um, just two steps. Um, so in, in 2019, how do you effectively, um, one, 
generate giveaways, you know, the best giveaways for, for great engagement that, you know, would trigger the pixel events you, you talked about. And um, not, not, not number two, how do you filter out, you know, um, I think they call them, um, is it gamers or, you know, people who just yeah. are on the internet for, um, you know, for, for, yeah, for, for, for giveaways and, and, and they, they pollute you know, um, a lot of our metrics, you know, um, yeah. but sometimes, you know, as an agency, you could pump that up and say, hey, here, here are your numbers. But what, how do you draw that balance? Yeah, so that's why I think a lot of the giveaways, uh, a lot of the giveaway platforms have gone over to their own system, like it's cloud-based. Um, you can't really rely on having the apps on any channels because, you know, Facebook can just shut them down. So, you know, there's tons of apps out there um, that run giveaways and contests. Essentially, the idea of them is gamification incentivization. So the way that you attract people is you obviously have an offer that attracts your specific target market. So for those freebie seekers, if you're giving away $500 Amazon gift card, you're going to attract everybody under the sun. If you are, you know, running a contest and you sell, uh, let's say, CBD, um, you can't run ads or something, so you're running a contest, you want to really uh, give a CBD-heavy uh, prize so that you're only going to attract people who want that CBD stuff. Yeah. You're not going to attract the mum who has three kids to, <laughs> to that giveaway because they don't want that prize. Yeah. So you've really got to choose the prize that you are um, – you want to choose a prize that's going to only attract the people who you actually want. Um, so that's the first step. And then, of course, you go into the more technical phase of all the features that you can put in your software app. So that's, you know, like cheat prevention, uh, scoring people. Uh, you have profiles on everybody who enters and, like, who they're referring, if those people are engaging or not. Um, you can also see, um, you know, a lot of different factors on when they're answering the questions or when they're completing the bonus actions that you set. So bonus actions might be go and leave a comment, uh, share this post, retweet this, um, tell us which product is your favorite. You can also uh, look at all that information in your profiles to make sure that they are, you know, actually legitimate people and also completing the bonus actions that you want. And if they're low quality, you can always just uh, get rid of them. You can filter them out. There's automated cheater systems that filter all that stuff out. A lot of that is taken care of on the back end of a lot of these uh, software options. Yeah. But the main thing is the prize, which people don't uh, put enough effort into a lot of the time. And then also uh, you want to, if you are having issues, you can have things like, you know, confirm your email address, only reward uh, prizes once someone confirms their email address, only reward points once someone confirms their email address. So you make the quality of your lead a lot higher. Um, the other thing, you know, contests and giveaways are great. You can collect, you know, tens of thousands of leads, but you need to understand that not every single one of those leads are going to be converting. So also before you move all of your leads over to your email service provider, you want to make sure that you're cleaning those. So putting them through a cleaning service to make sure that you're keeping the highest quality leads and putting those ones into your email service provider. So the main thing is like the email is one. And then what you want to really do in your giveaway is create those extra actions. So usually the way that it goes is there's a prize, you enter to win the prize. It's, it's a point system and you get more points for completing things and referring friends. Now, 
ideally you want to make all of those bonus actions to collect points more favorable to you. So it might be, you know, leave a comment on this post, uh, this Facebook post, and then you turn that Facebook post into an ad. So now that ad has a ton of engagement on it, a ton of shares, likes, and comments, and that ad's really useful in your paid media strategy because it's going to have a high relevancy score, your CPM is going to be lower, and it's going to have a lot of social validation. <coughs> or the other thing is um, you might want to get them sharing on in certain groups. So you can say like, okay, bonus action, go and share in a Facebook group about our product, screenshot it and, send it and submit that, that image. So you can not only just like get those people to enter that email, you can get them to do a whole lot of other actions so that even if they are a freebie seeker, they're going to still be benefiting you because they're going to be introducing your brand to a bunch of other people. Um, because those freebie seekers still have friends, family, and coworkers that might be interested in your product. And again, this is making sure that you have that prize that's aligned with them because you're going to have freebie seekers in every single vertical. So it's yeah. like, you know, people love free stuff. Um, so I don't think you're ever going to 100% remove freebie seekers, but you can definitely uh, filter them to make sure that you're, you know, attracting the right people uh, so that, remember, you do want to eventually convert these people. Um, that's the whole point of this. And then two, also getting more from those bonus actions. Yeah. It sounds to me that the aim of this is virality. Mm. Um, when you run, um, you know, the, the contest and the giveaways, um, it's, it's all about the impressions, it's about the eyeballs, um, it's, it's about getting, you know, to as many people as possible that um, have affinity. I think it's about eyeballs and affinity, mm-hmm. um, but have high affinity to, to, you, to your offer, to, to what you sell. Is, is that where, where you'll use, is that what is about or am I wrong? Yeah, well, ideally, you know, as customers are looking at brands to buy from, they're checking out their social media now or they're looking to see what's going on on their Facebook pages, their Twitter feeds and all that sort of stuff. So brands now kind of have to have, you know, a track record on those. And it's very hard to do that organically without incentivization. So if you add that incentivization in with the point system, you can kind of, you know, gamify a lot of the things that usually have to happen organically. And so this is how we're able to scale companies a lot faster than the organic approach of like, okay, great. You know, you can send people from your email lists to engage with your organic Facebook stuff, but organic reach is tiny now. Um, You know, it's very hard to organically grow a brand now on social media because a lot of these platforms are pay to play because that's how they make their money. And all these users are using up resources from these companies uh, for free. Like, you know, you don't have to pay for Facebook or Twitter or Pinterest. Um, but all of those developers, CEOs, and um, all those guys, they still need to get paid. So their main goal is that, you know, revenue funnel of ad dollars and keeping their customers happy. They don't necessarily really care about the brand's organic reach because they want them to pay for it. So you really need to use that incentivization and gamification aspect to grow at a much faster rate than if you were to do it organically. I'm not saying that it can't happen organically. I'm not saying that at all. It definitely can. Um, but it is just a lot, uh, a lot harder. And if you were to kind of like, you know, take a hundred people, you know, one out of a hundred might be able to do it organically. Whereas you're going to have a much higher percentage being able to do it if they have some sort of incentivization gamification, uh, built into their marketing strategy. Yeah. And, um, and it fires up your bottom of funnel. Yeah. 
you That's know, your, 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 your pixel is just going to go on fire, really, um, when you have that many people, you know, um, interacting with pages on your website. So um, where, where is it hosted? Where's the competition hosted? Should it be hosted, you know, is it, your, is it on the competition um, um, platform or is it on your website? Yeah, so you've got two options here. You can host a, like a comment giveaway directly on Facebook or Instagram or something. Mm-hmm. Now, that's good because people would never have to leave the platform. The only downside is it's very hard to kind of like remarket to those people. <clears throat> you can do it a little bit with the engagement remarketing features, but we, um, uh, so we, with Viper, you have a landing page that you can build. And on that landing page, you place the pixel. Once they sign up, there's a lead pixel event. And then you can also place it on your website as a widget. So people are visiting your website. So you don't even have to add an extra pixel. Um, So there's a few different display options, but the main decision you'd have to make starting out is, do I want to run this on pay? uh, Do I want to run this on native social platform or do I want to use a tool uh, so that I can get their email address, pixel them, and also get them to complete all those bonus actions. Um, So that's, that's the main decision people need to make first up, but really coming back to that funnel, you need to have something that's really interesting, engaging and shareable at the top of your funnel to really fuel the bottom of that funnel. Yeah, makes sense, makes sense. Okay, so let's trans- transition to the next step. So we, we talked top, top of funnel. Um, it's all about engaging. Um, what, what's the, the next step, um, you know, in, in the funnel and, and how, how do you sort of, um, you know, notch your, um, you know, funnel people down um, or qualify people down to, to the next step? Yeah, so with, with remarketing, a lot of people need to... Uh, you know, realize that you can run ads for remarketing, but it's also, you know, a full effort. You need to be running the emails. So once someone comes into your funnel and you have that email address, you know, so many times we see e-commerce stores not having a email drip series for leads. So ideally you want to have a, uh, a series for leads and then a series for purchases. You can start off with that basic setup. Yeah, like everybody... Everybody who comes in on the top of the funnel, remember we're doing quizzes, leads, webinars, whatever it's going to be to collect that first touch point. Put them into that email drip so you've got emails covered. Now we know open rates on emails are quite low, you know, 10, 20% maybe. So on top of that, you want to maybe get them to opt into Messenger. And so once they're in Messenger, you have some automated flows in your Messenger as well. And then once you have that, Uh, once you have them visiting your website, you're also going to be wanting to set up your remarketing campaigns. So this is setting up remarketing on Facebook, Instagram, Google, uh, all three of those. We see Facebook uh, doing the best usually uh, just because it has a lot more flexibility than Instagram when it comes to commenting, sharing, and all that sort of stuff. Um, Instagram is really good for like beauty, clothing, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but in general, we see Facebook being the best. So start there with setting How up your structure marketing campaigns on Facebook. Do you use the DPA or, or would you just use the conversions? So you want to do both. So DPA, dynamic product ads, you want to have one campaign for that. And then you want to have a general remarketing campaign, which is using the purchase conversion pixel because those are different campaign types. Okay. And so you want to have both of those running. And then even though there might be some overlap between those two, it's better to have that overlap than exclude people. 
Yeah, absolutely. There's that, and there's that frequency. You know, um, you know, sometimes people need to see, you know, an ad 10, 20 times in order to, um, not just an ad, you know, um, you know, various messages, you know, brand messages in order to just say, you know what, you know, I really need this thing. Stop bothering me. Yeah, and I think the issue is a lot of people are worried about this overlap and all that sort of thing. Well, it's way more dangerous excluding stuff and possibly excluding your warmest traffic than risking the overlap of someone seeing maybe an ad from DPA and your general remarketing at the same time. Yeah. Um, so under that general remarketing, we usually separate it into three sections. So we have website engagements. So that's people who visit the page, view your content, add stuff to their cart, um, even put past purchases in there. If you have a product that has repeat purchases or you might want to upsell them to other products. So that's one section of the three. The second one is for uh, social engagement remarketing. So that's how we were talking about re-engaging people who engage with your Instagram or Facebook account in any way. I like that. And then the, and then the third bucket there is the uh, email or messaging bucket. So the messaging bucket is remarketing people who engage with your Facebook messenger or remarket people who uh, engage with your emails. So using someone like Clavio or something, uh, they sync their audiences with Facebook. So creating the two sections of people who received an email and didn't open. Yeah. Um, so that way you can still uh, address those people who haven't quite seen the email. It might have gone to spam or it might have you know, just slipped their mind because they're busy. You can still remarket to those people. And then also we like to set up the audience of uh, opened an email but didn't click. Yeah. So we set up those two audiences there so that we can still uh, reach those people on our email list who aren't getting into our visitor bucket, our yeah. website visitor bucket, or people who aren't in our social engagement bucket. So yeah. that way we have every single touch point on someone who's ever interacted with our brand. Yeah. Uh, so that bottom of the funnel is really important because without that bottom of the funnel, you're not going to be able to scale an account just with the top of the funnel. You keep it wide. I see what, what you're doing, keeping it like extremely wide. And then, you know, once because you're with probability, you're, you're increasing your chances of success and keeping mm -hmm. it that wide. And then you, you know, you, you loop in in every, every aspect, whether it's um, on-site activity, social engagement, and then the messaging bits. Um, yeah, this is ninja stuff. Yeah. 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 And so with that, if you... Uh, the other thing that you need to do is really look at your metrics on an account level. So, you know, don't look at the ROAS of every single campaign. Look at the ROAS of the entire account and the effects that the different campaigns have on that ROAS. So now that Facebook's released, uh, you know, Facebook attribution and Facebook, anal uh, Facebook analytics, uh, those two tools are really going to help you see the multi-channel touch points and how the campaigns engage with each other or interact with each other and how they turn into conversions. So you want to see if someone came through that giveaway, how many of them are actually turning into purchases because in Facebook analytics, you can look past that 28 day click because if you're running a giveaway, people aren't people might not be interested in buying right now that day, but when they do need to go and buy that product, you're going to be front of mind because you've got them on your social channels, you're emailing them, you've, uh, you know, shown your product to them, you've given them some value by running the giveaway, or you might have even created an offer at the end of that giveaway to convert that person. 
So the problem with the, uh, you know, Facebook right now is it's defaulted to a 28-day click, one-day view attribution model. But in reality, um, you know, with this top of the funnel stuff, it might not be within that 28 days. You're really looking at the much longer picture, which you can see in Facebook analytics. Um, I would still keep your ad account a 28-day click, one-day view because you can get, you know, it's very hard to attribute stuff. Um, you know, with all these different channels, it's very hard to attribute stuff past 28 days. 28 days is already pretty long. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you can definitely look at the longer customer journey yeah, one recurring theme, you know, um, a a lot of you know multi-channel advertisers, um, you know, um, seem to mention is like I don't trust Facebook metri- Facebook's metrics. F- Facebook seems to take credit for for everything because um, mm-hmm. what they see in analytics, what they see in their adwords, um, and what they see in Facebook is like completely different most of the time, mm-hmm. and. But when you turn off Facebook, you just see a rise in CPA from other channels. Yeah. Uh, it's so funny. Um, it is so funny. Yeah. Well, the, the other thing is, um, you know, uh, Google Analytics is last click attribution only. Yeah. So the thing is, Facebook's very much a top of the funnel platform, what I was saying at the very start of this conversation. it's much more top of the funnel because you're doing that interruptive marketing where you're putting your stuff in front of all of these people who have no idea who you are. Mm. When you look at, for example, Google and running search ads or shopping ads, those people already need to be looking for your product. They already need to know that, hey, I've got this problem. I know this product is the thing to solve that. All right, now I need to do a comparison of the products that are available to me. So that pool is a lot smaller. It's definitely higher intent, but it's definitely a lot harder to scale. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's, so. and, and Facebook is also a demand generator, you know. Um, so you could be, you know, you could be in a blue ocean. Um, you bring a totally new product. You create the awareness. You create the verb, you know, the nouns related to, to that product, you know, on Facebook ads and probably even YouTube ads, and then people start searching, you know, because um, you've, you've shown them that, you know, there's a problem and there's, this solves a problem. Mm. And that just, you know, de- you know, generates demand on the front end, which would naturally translate to Google, maybe brand name search or, you know, uh, the, the verbs or, or nouns you've seeded in, in their brains. But that takes a long time anyway. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's all about, uh, you know, increasing the amount of people that find out about your brand. And the other thing to note with social media very conversational so when you have an ad and you have you know hundreds of comments on this ad those comments are doing a ton of product um, validation so it's people talking about it the brand responding and it looks a lot more legitimate than if you just see a search ad in google for example and so you can get a much better context of who that brand is what the product is and what people think about it the other great thing about social media is the referral aspect of their friends sharing products and introducing those products to them. So that's another big thing with why I really focus on the share because if you get recommended a product from a friend, you're much more likely to buy that than if you just see an ad somewhere and you've never heard of that product before. So that share aspect is really important with um, you know assisting those conversions as well. Now, it's really hard to obviously track that ROI back because I'm sure they'll figure it out one day, but, you know, there's still so many engagements, so many things happening. 
and everybody's still really focused on the click and the conversion, they're not necessarily looking at those engagements and shares as a conversion factor yet. But I'm sure they will figure that out eventually exactly. and better metrics for it. I'll put the metrics for it, you know, and, and that will give a fuller picture. Um, okay, so the final stage, um, so, you know, I, I think we talked about awareness, trust, and purchase. Um, do you have any final points around, um, you know, the full circle of customer experience? Yeah, definitely. So the, the first thing I like to point out is there's, these, there's this triangle and there's these three points that you need to continually be improving. So one is the uh, done on the paid platform. So it's like, what's your targeting? How well do you know your customer? Um, how, how good are your lookalike audiences? All the data you're using for your marketing and all that sort of stuff. So that's one aspect. How are you continually improving that? The next aspect is your creative. So once you've got your audiences sorted, what creative are you using? How are you converting people? Are you using video? Are you including all the benefits and features? Are you including social proof? Continually optimizing and testing your creative is really important. And then the third step, which a lot of people skip over, is the website experience. So once you've got the right audience, you've got the right creative, what's the experience after they click through that ad when they go to your website? So the biggest one is most stores suck on mobile. People aren't looking at their store on mobile and trying to check out. Most store owners don't even actually go and test the checkout on their mobile. So the first touch point of improving your website conversion rate and experience is to go and try and check out on mobile, see all the pain points that you have yourself, and then fix those. Because with these stores that we scale to you know ten, ten plus thousand dollars a day, they all have above a three or four percent conversion rate. You really need to work on getting above that 3%. It depends on the product, of course. Like if you're selling something really expensive, you're not going to have as high a conversion rate at all. What but you're going to have define as expensive. Um, I would say anything over $200. Um, you're probably actually anything over $150 really is probably going to have a lower conversion rate um, because it's not as much an impulse buy. Once you sort of get over that $100 mark, it becomes a bit tougher for people to take out their credit card um, without considering it or looking at the other options. As, as a $300 AOV, um, what kind of conversion rates do you think um, that can pull that would be decent or not to all? Um, I would say you'd probably want to be like around that 2 to 3%. Um, and again, it depends how much top of the funnel traffic you're driving. Yeah. If you're driving a ton of top of the traffic funnel, you're going to decrease that conversion rate. But the idea is to you know funnel that through so that you're showing the right people and remarketing the right people. That audience bit, yeah. And yeah. that audience bit you'll be refining. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, around that $300, you'd probably want to be, you know, around a 2 to 3%. Um, you know, under that 300, you kind of want to be in like 3 to 4% range. Anything in the four to five percent, you can really scale it. Um, You're killing well. through the earth throughout four, four, four to five percent. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, just taking a few steps back to um, the to to competitions, um, and I want to specifically kind of cover Viper, which is your tool, the, the viral contest and referral program. You know, um, um, the referral program. Um, you know, um, tool. So, Funnel, what's the best setup with paid? How would you present the contest or the giveaway on um, on paid media? What, you know, mm -hmm. what's your best in class 
clients doing. I can see, you know, on your client list, you have Warner Brothers, um, Universal Studios, Walmart, Founder Magazine. So these are like high caliber brands, you know, we're talking mm-hmm. about. Um, so across, you know, um, the, the number of clients you work with in, in Viper, how are they presenting, you know, these giveaways to attract you know, um, in, in the page to attract the, the right sorts of entrance. Um, mm-hmm. In a video you're using, is it just a link ad um, or is it an image and then, you know, a call to action to your lander? What's the setup? And also, what's what's the, um, the campaign objectives? Is it link clicks? Is it conversions? You know, what, what are you trying to do and how are you setting up the creatives, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, so usually, you know, 100% of the time, I, I say you should go with a conversion campaign. You just change the event. So with a contest or giveaway, um, your event is going to be the lead. So, you know, once they sign up, that lead pixel event fires, and that's what you're optimizing to. Um, because then from there, those people who hit that lead event, you're then going to be bringing them into your remarketing funnel, which is then going to be optimized for purchase. Is that a custom event? Um, is that a custom event or would you create, would it be a lead campaign in, in Facebook? Would you, you said it's a conversions campaign. Um, as far as I'm aware, um, conversions have like, um, I think, add to cart, initiate checkout, um, you know, purchase and landing page views. Um, so would you create a custom one to the conversions or how do it work? Yeah, so Facebook Pixel comes out with, I think there's like nine standard events. And so the standard events that get placed when you put it in Shopify, for example, uh, you know, what you were saying, that's the purchase, the add to cart, initiate checkout, the view content, the page view. Now, the other standard events also include um, the lead. So when you go and set up your, your Pixel, um, it's going to give you the option to make that lead event. And so you would just place that lead event on the, um, on the thank you page. And so when you look at the pixel and it says purchase, and then you have usually your amount and stuff, that purchase is just going to be replaced with lead. Okay. Um, and so it is a standard event. It doesn't get placed in, for example, Shopify. But for if you place your pixel ID in most giveaway software, they will generate that lead pixel for you. Um, so it'll be similar how, how Shopify does it really. Um, it's much easier for the company to build out a system where it automatically places it than, you know, customers trying to figure it out. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, circling back to that, um, original question. So how they're setting it up and how they're approaching running contests for the, their brands. The main thing is, um, you know, as I was saying, really focusing on the prize, so that prize is really important. So all of those companies, uh, so Founder, for example, <clears throat> their prize was, I think it was like 12 months Shopify. It was a bunch of their free courses. It was a bunch of tools that they could use for their e-commerce store. Um, then it was training with like Greta, who is an e-com expert. And so their prize bundle was very specific to people who would want to start a store or are currently running an e-commerce store even down to the platform. So they're trying to attract people who are interested in uh, Shopify. So that works really well because their contest didn't really have any freebie secrets because a freebie secret wouldn't be able to get value from that. Because like, you know, it was a consulting session. It was, uh, you, know, you know, a subscription to Shopify, which they would have to take. And if they're not interested in setting up a store, it's of no value to them. So that one, for example, they created a really good prize 
And so that generates a lot of organic buzz anyway, because once someone finds out about that and they like uh, understand that to get the points to possibly win this prize pack, they have to refer their friends and complete the bonus actions. They then start referring as many people as they can to win that prize. Mm. So the higher value that prize, the more shares and bonus actions you're going to get completed. Mm. Now, in terms of how you market that, um, you know, some of them use paid media. So that's the easiest way to get it out because you can kind of choose the audiences and the targeting and that gives you a little bit more control. Uh, the other approach that people are going with is they use influencers. So uh, it's a really good influencer channel because when you go and connect to all these influencers and you're like, hey, can you try and sell this product for me and push this sale on your audience? They push back on that. They're like, mm, I don't really want to sell out. Whereas if you're like, hey, we're running this awesome giveaway that's really aligned to your audience, uh, you know, do, do you might want to share that? And they create a video about it. Um, they talk about how good the prizes are, why they love the product. And it's like, it's a value add to their followers because all they have to do is click through and they might get the chance of winning something. So the other thing is people are using uh, these giveaways now. It's shifted away from these apps and it's actually a great channel for creating influencer marketing traffic. Um and the other thing is on the front end of all of these giveaways, you can give the prize just to the winner or you can give prizes based on how many points they collect. So once you collect 100 points, you can give them a prize. Once they collect 1,000 points, give them another prize. Or the other thing is you can just choose someone at random. It doesn't have to be um, based on first place or you can have a leaderboard. So that way you make it really competitive. So in the gaming niche, uh, the leaderboards are really um uh, are really popular because gamers are used to competing on a leaderboard sort of status. So the leaderboard gets a lot of people sharing and gets a lot of people completing those bonus actions because they want to continually rise up that leaderboard. Yeah. But someone in the beauty niche isn't going to want to do a leaderboard because it's kind of like a little bit weird competing to win maybe like, you know, a free wardrobe or trip to Bali or whatever it may be. Um, so that's the other thing. Like think about the rewards, how you're giving those rewards, and then also what's your channel going to be? Is it going to be paid, influencers? And a lot of companies just do really well from actually just sharing the giveaway to their email list and their direct audience organically because everybody who already knows about their brand will probably know a few people who have similar interests that they're going to introduce this to if they want to try and uh, win those prizes. Yeah, makes sense. Makes a ton of, of sense. Um do, do you have any other points to, to wrap up, you know, our, our conversation, um, you know, around customer experience? Um, you know, we, we probably haven't touched upon or, or any sort of um, summary points. Mm. Yeah. So the customer experience is really, you know, are they getting what they expected? So coming back to that landing page thing, um, how you need to optimize that conversion rate. If someone in an audience that you're targeting is seeing an ad and then, what they're expecting on the landing page isn't what they kind of were clicking through to get. That's when you have a negative effect on customer experience and they actually, that's not great for your brand because then that's turned them off your brand. If you can create something that provides value and entertains them and makes them share stuff and then when they click through, they're getting what they expect, that's going to create a much better customer experience. And they're going to be much more likely to go and talk about your brand with their friends. They're much more likely to share your content, follow your social channels and all that sort of stuff. So really with the customer experience, I think 
advertisers need to start thinking about how am I providing value to that end user as opposed to like how can I just squeeze more dollars out of this person or how can I just decrease that ROAS, uh, sorry, decrease that CPA or increase that ROAS. You really need to think about like what value you're providing and is does this make sense for someone to invest that time into going through my funnel? Because the problem is people are very short on time these days. And so there's got to be something in it for them, for them to even initiate going through your funnel. Um, so that's why a lot of people are doing, you know, discounts or that sort of stuff at the front. So you could say like, hey, get $5 to sign up to this giveaway. And they already got an incentive to sign up. And then the second incentive is to win the grand prize. So you've got to think about how you're providing value. Um, another thing is like not constantly discounting. You want to do these kind of like, you know, sparingly because if you constantly just discount then everybody's going to expect discounts from you so how do you want to position your brand as well so all of those things kind of equate to that customer customer experience but in terms of that customer journey it's really just like being able to get that introduction as cheap as possible then the remarketing is going to do the rest make sure that you're looking at your account metrics not necessarily just your campaign metrics you obviously still want to be optimizing those but then also using Google uh, Analytics, Facebook Analytics, and Facebook Attribution to really look at that customer journey and flow on a uh, from a bird's eye view, as opposed to just in your ad account. Because every ad platform is going to inflate their own numbers. Because every ad platform wants to prove that hey, we drive all the conversions. Hey, we're the best platform. You should spend all your money with us. So Facebook prioritizes Facebook. Google prioritizes Google. Pinterest, Pinterest, so on and so forth. It's amazing. We, we didn't even have um, have the time to to talk about like um, YouTube, like layering. Um, so beyond Facebook, um, whether you um, are you you doing are you layering other channels like um, YouTube ads, top of funnel, top top of funnel, um, and then Facebook, you know, under um, are you doing it? Are you implementing any strategies for clients, you know, similar to that, or um, are you sticking? Are you just keeping it pure at um, Facebook? So mostly we use YouTube for remarketing, actually. Um, we don't do a whole lot of prospecting with YouTube. Um, I think there's definitely opportunity there. Um, it's just something we haven't done too much of. Uh, I think we definitely could do more in that, that space because I think YouTube is definitely a lot more powerful than most people think. You know, what is it? Like the second largest search engine. Um, you know, there's thousands of hours of content being viewed every day. And I think people are moving away from that TV experience into that YouTube experience. Um, you know, that younger generation is just spending you know, hours a day watching yeah, YouTube. I was, I, I was speaking to someone yesterday. Um, he was like, oh, I've stopped. Besides Game of Thrones, I stopped watching TV for the past one year. I said, well, but, you know, you still watch YouTube, you know, you know, um, there's still Facebook. Uh, you know, you're, you're, there's still screen time, you know, at the end of the day. You know, what kind of screen time are you doing on your mobile? Exactly. And I think, you know, YouTube is all about, you know, how-to videos, learning stuff, entertaining. So, you know, there's a huge amount of opportunity in, in YouTube. Um, you know, I think we could definitely do a much better job at it. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, before I let you go, um, you know, I'll just first of all like to thank you. You shared so many nuggets. I've taken so many notes. I'll be sharing in the show notes. Um both on Facebook and our um, and, and our website, um, I'll love for you to join our Facebook group if, if you can. I'll send you a link to it. 
Um, but before I let you go, I normally have like a lightning round um, where I ask like five questions. And if you could use a single sentence to answer each of them, it'd be great. And then we'll let you go. <laughs> yeah, we'll do. Okay, fantastic. How do you hire people? Usually through word of mouth. Awesome. Okay. What are three indispensable tools you use for managing your business? Indispensable or dispensable? Indispensable. Oh, um, Trello, um, Slack, and I use Polymail for email, which okay. is really good. Interesting. I'll check that out. Yeah. It's a new one. Um, Polymail. P-O-R-I-M-A-Mail. P-O-L-Y mail. So okay. it helps you, you know, do uh, easy follow-ups, scheduling meetings from your inbox, all that sort of stuff. Interesting. Okay, we'll check it out. What's been your best mistake to date? By that, I mean a uh, setback that has given you the biggest feedback. Spending too much money on paid advertising. <laughs> <laughs> um, what one piece of advice can you give to retailers keen on just maximizing customer experience? Uh, focus on your mobile checkout experience. Nice, Okay. Um, if you could choose a single book or a single resource that has made the highest impact on how you view building a business and growth, which would it be? Tools of Titan from Tim Ferriss. Awesome. All right, Tools of Titan. I think I have it. No, it's in my bedroom. Yeah, yeah, it's like the it's like the Bible. It's like the Bible of speed. Uh, <laughs> and um, I, I think I like um, I think the essay on um, the the one thousand true fans. Um, that's oh one. yeah, yeah, Jack. Paxton, Mr. Jack Paxton, it's been amazing having you. Um, you've been so open um, to share, you know, a lot. Um, I'm quite sure people will, you know, replay this over and over again. Um, I love, you know, episodes such as this. They're very tactical. At the same time, strategic. You know, when we, we talked strategy and you went down to tactics. Love that. Um, for people who want to follow you, you know, and, um, um, you know, see what you're doing, what's the best way on, on social to reach out to you? Yeah, so you can um, you can reach out on social. Just look at Viper or Viper Growth. Either of those two are good. You can hit me up via email if you want. If you have any follow up questions, Jack at Viper.io. Okay. And I think yeah, on Facebook, just search for Viper. And on Twitter, we don't really use too much of Twitter, but I think we're Viper at. Okay. Uh, yeah, um, we got we got our first Viper handle uh, taken away for too much growth hacking. Oh. <laughs> Awesome. But um, yeah, so, so, so guys, um, it's um, vyper.io. Um, I'm going to put the links in the show notes and um, in, in Facebook anyway. Hope to catch you in our Facebook group. You know, loads of people. Yeah, send me the link for sure. Yeah, I'll send you a link for sure. Um, thank yeah. you so much, buddy. Um, yeah, cheers. Yeah, thanks for that. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day. So that was a wrap on this week's episode of 2X E-Commerce. Remember, you can catch me every week and also send your questions and comments on Twitter using the hashtag 2XEcommerce. Keep yourself in the loop by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. It only takes a few seconds and it means you'll get the most up-to-date episodes to help you grow your online store. Do have a good one till I catch you on the next show. Bye-bye.